just let it ride for a bit. You are now listening to What's the Hype Radio. Ooh. Tell them. Who are you? Your host. <laughs> Why did it end? Damn no. it, no. I was working out I was so well. try and keep it bumping. <laughs> Don't clip that. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's definitely going to be the beginning of the episode. All What's right. up, guys? Hello. Hello. Welcome, guys. Hello, hello. Yo. Welcome back to another episode of What's the Hype? Episode 21. 21. 21. It's also April 21st, so. Oh, there look you at go. that. How serendipitous. Serendipitous. It's your word of the day, folks. Yes, SAT word of the day. Um... I know people are going to hopefully trickle in soon, but uh, to our podcast listeners, welcome back. Um, how you boys been? Good. Good. Chilling. Chilling. Stable. Stock market's been bad. Really? Uh-uh. Wait, uh, Netflix just lost like 50, $54 billion. They had- What uh, happened? Is it strictly they, because they were changing the rates? No, they didn't change the rates. They pretty much did the whole pass on like the password shit, so it's not as easy to share accounts. They, and then like a fuck ton of subscribers lost. They were like 200,000 or something. They were projected this quarter to gain 2.5 million. And they, instead of gaining any, any subscribers, they lost 300,000. Wow. So this is the first time ever that Netflix has not grown since it came out. Oh, man. Well, not to be fair, it it's out, good, though, because folks were abusing the system to an extent. Yeah. But, I mean, $54 billion is a lot. Facebook also recently had its first, like... Meta. Meta. I remember not... <laughs> I, this could be my thing. It was like either at the end of last year or like somewhere in January, February, where like they had their 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 first month where like they didn't gain any growers and it was just like pure losing, and it was a big deal because it's like oh, Facebook Meta's dying. That's that's just insane to me. How like what does that accomplish for you? Like what? as a company, you're just like, oh yeah, let's just go piss people off by doing something like that and well you know now you're losing a ton of money both sides of it no no i mean all you know it's i don't know if you guys want to get into a conversation about capitalism but no company can sustain growth like infinitely you know you're gonna I mean, they've been doing this all time yeah no you're right yeah but i mean you're at a certain point you're gonna hit like a certain threshold of no, influence no, yeah. no um, i absolutely understand. i mean i like business standpoint of course mm-hmm. i could you're always going to want it because you're going, you're going to want those people to become like your own subscribers, mm-hmm. but that's still insane to me. CNN Plus also getting canceled. I heard it was only like a month, right? Something like <laughs> that. Fucking yeah. garbage, dude. Idiots. It's crazy. Idiots. You know what? Like this is, I, this is, I think this is like something of note for these companies to learn that like just because something is popular, just because you you're making your own service like doesn't mean it's necessarily going to be people would use a what's the hype app plus <laughs> like what's the hype plus have more. I than mean, that. we got we got you know. <laughs> We got some good content. Bryce Gray, what's good, homie? Yo, Bryce Gray in the chat. Hey, it's that Mr. boy. Mr. Perkins. <laughs> That's his middle name, everybody. So it's on, this, it's on the podcast. You're welcome, Bryce. They have good pie at Perkins. Um, That's insane, though. That's... I just... I don't understand, like... I mean, you can, you can equate this to gaming, too. It's like when one company takes one game genre and it tries to, like, capitalize on it, and then it just flops. And it's like all these other companies... I'm, it's pretty much cable again. But you're just now you have yeah, your they're own, trying to make cable again. You're just having your own separate plans for each of these people because you you can get. It. I mean, I guess it's nice you can get it a la carte now. But speaking know. of Microsoft and Sony, they want to add ads to games now. Oh jeez, you didn't see that slippery slope? No, I did not see. Yeah, that. Yeah, uh, it was. Um, I think it was the CEO of Microsoft, uh, Satya, I think, and like the CEO of Sony. And they were talking about like how they're going to how they're going to incorporate ads uh, into like their passes. So it's like you'll be playing a video game, like a loading screen, and it'll be like, hey, Coca-Cola. I don't know about that. 
it could it's it's a give and take you know because obviously hey if the inclusion of ads meant that there's no upfront price tag for any game oh, no, that it will be okay well if that's it's the on case, game that's, pass that's fucked up. game pass and what was it uh playstation plus or whatever yeah now it's gonna be playstation plus yeah, yeah. that's what they want to do yeah I don't which know i mean that. hey chase chase the bucket and we got right into it um that was that was deep. That's crazy. Well, Netflix losing money and a lot of money though. Ads and games. Like the acquisition for uh, Activision Blizzard was like eighty four billion, mm-hmm. and like yeah. Netflix share wise lost thirty five percent, which is like fifty four billion. I saw that there was like some supposedly some big investor that like sold all his shares <laughs> for like barely anything it was worth. I also but, saw someone um, someone put out a piece of a video that essentially stated um, like with Netflix, right? Netflix has been around so long, like. If you got to look at it with TV shows, especially like obviously there are some treasured shows that people rewatch, but for the most part, like a lot of those shows you watch for the first time and then like you're not going to go back to it. Mm, people that watch The Office will beg to differ. Yes, but. But how many people. I'm talking about like known? Netflix originals. So Netflix oh, yeah, invested yeah. all this money into all their originals. And besides like Stranger Things, like like once you watch. I think uh, it's smart. Stranger they have a lot, made of a lot of money. And did? so did. What, what's the other one that just came out? Um. Squid Game was extremely popular too. Oh, okay. That wasn't a Netflix original though. Yeah, it was. They, it was. They mm-hmm. produced it. Yeah, and it was only. Pre- I thought it was like nope. a Korean show, and then they got nope. the rights, and nope. they just broadcast it on Netflix. Nope. Yeah, uh, Netflix the, too. the creator was pitching it to a bunch of people, and he finally got it to Netflix. Uh, yeah. So it's a Netflix original. Okay. So like, no, like I, I definitely understand from that standpoint, like having to go into that space, and that, they they do have some stuff that's quality stuff, but a lot a of a lot of the bangers, kind of like, like shelfware. Almost yeah, exactly. The bangers kind of were like in the early two twenty tens, and like they haven't put out as much content to keep people coming back and keep people subscribed, especially now that the competition is as fierce as ever with Disney Plus and Hulu being like, you know, Hulu has become like a sleeper great service. Um, you got Yu Hakusho on there, <laughs> bro. Get out, really? Yeah, Yu Hakusho's on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yu Hakusho's on a couple things. I'm not actually going to have to look that up. That's crazy. Yeah, I have a, I love Yu Yu Hakusho. Mm-hmm. Anime. <laughs> Personal updates? <laughs> yeah, 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 let's get into it. Um, uh, who wants to start? You started last time? I'll, I can start again. Mine okay. are quick. Um, just keeping, keeping things up at work. Things are pretty good. Um, for Draft tw- next week? Draft next week, yes. Um, so podcast might happen on a weirder day because I'm going to be having a long day at work that day. We usually do my Thursdays. And um, yeah, so the draft is going to be a thing um, that I need to not be on the podcast for. <laughs> um, but yes, I've been really good at work, um, catching on there. Um, really happy. That everyone's been super nice and very inclusive and like accommodating to like any questions I have or any like time. I'm like, guys, I'm not so sure about this. And Everyone's always super cool about Japan. Like, yeah, I'll show you, dude. And it's it's just nice, especially coming out of the restaurant industry where, like, you couldn't ask anyone any question without catching any fucking attitude about anything. And it was like, oh, my yeah. God. Um, Brace yourself. Well, I mean, every every uh, every place is going to get You think it's heated. just the restaurant industry, but it's not. No, I'm not saying it's just the industry. I wouldn't be so ignorant to make a claim like that. Every industry, of course, can get heated. We got heated at fucking Sasai, you know? Like, it's... it's <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you're... you're you, like I said, enjoy enjoy the the peacefulness now. Yeah, um, I'm just enjoying the the easing in, I guess, of my my time at the studio. But um, bracing for impact because I know that once the season starts, it's going to be a different ball game. Um, and then I've been working out. Um, my my time in the gym and my workouts have been kind of back on par. I feel like I'm about to break through like a new. I'm not quite there yet, but I, I definitely feel you're gonna on, go beyond Super Saiyan. I feel on track to break through. Like if my last like. If like 
the when we started the podcast was like my last fitness renaissance and that's when i felt like i broke through ssj2 this is like my path to ssj3 (laughs) (laughs) i really do feel like based on my training and kind of what i'm seeing like with the my i'm actually tracking my workouts like my diet and my macros are more streamlined i'm very confident that i could probably hit 315 bench at some point in the next three four months which has been like a really big thing for me for like the last couple years um but really focusing on that. Got to go to the gym after the podcast. So got to get another workout in. Um, and then, yeah, just chilling. I'm going to start I'm gonna start art back up. I'm going to start doing RD things again. You going to stream it? Uh, yeah, I guess stream, stream it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've taken a little break just because I, f- I, was, I was honestly a little burnt out. Yeah, you're in a much better place now for yeah, sure. Yeah, like, yeah. So I want you can to. Now, now I can feel a bit more pro- productive rather than probably feeling like. Well, it's different, right? Because before <laughs> it felt like every single project I did, I had to do because there was some sort of inherent value. It was going to contribute to like my worthiness as an artist for like my portfolio, right? But now I have more flexibility to be like, hey, Wrath of the Lich King just came out. I want to make like a cool little Wrath of the Lich King graphic and then bring it into Adobe After Effects, give it some animations and post that, you know? Like that's what I'm vibing with right now and that's what I really care. Yeah, it's fuck it. So that's not going to have any inherent value, but like I always felt the pressure to kind of hop from project to project to develop my skill set. And now I have the flexibility to kind of just pick my projects to spec into whatever I think is the most fun or whatever I care about the most at the time, which is nice. I think feel like, I feel like things feel more productive that way anyways, too. In in a sense, it's definitely less, you, you get less burnt out as quickly that way, yeah, for, sure. for um, sure. So uh, I guess expect art streams kicking up back soon. Um, I have my first project in mind, but I just kind of get, got to get gather resources and get, get ready for that. But uh, yeah. And that's my personal update. So I'm chilling. Do you want me to go Ryan? You, is the game good right now? No, no, it doesn't matter. You can go or I can go. You have to like prop that up so I can kind of watch it too. Yeah, I'll let the I'll let the viewers see right now. But can you can you let them know for the podcast land? Forty seven twenty three, dude. Memphis this is getting murked, and that's really really sad because they're a great team this year. Uh, I don't think there's anything too fancy going on. Work's still going well. Uh, Derek's graduation's coming up. I think I mentioned that last time, but he's going to be coming in here pretty soon. Good job, good shit. Um, That'll be fun. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Uh, we need to have Derek on the podcast. He he can probably be a special guest with his little fuck boyfriends, <laughs> uh, his Gen Z homies, um, Gen Z. the Zoomers. They could teach us about the memes. Oh, dude, we gotta uh, keep up. Memes. We gotta keep up with the up, the, to, up with the times. The memes. Yeah, but uh, other than that, everything's been going pretty chill. I think Microsoft left me on red. So, because I haven't heard in, uh, this coming Monday will be two weeks. Damn. So, either they're super busy or like their recruiters on vacation. But I'm kind of thinking they just got left on red. Did they tell? I mean, I'm sure they told you that they would give you a response either way, though. Well, well, yeah. That's that's the weird thing. They said that like in the email, the recruiter is going to reach out to you like oh. afterwards, or, like once a decision is made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it kind of just seems like they forgot, or they Damn. think it's better to just leave it on red. Are which, you gonna maybe like hit them with the email and be like, "Hey, <laughs> I don't think I would take the job if they offered it." Oh, okay. So I'm not like I'm not sad about it. It's more so like. I'm surprised that Microsoft would do something like that. Yeah, yeah I mean, bro, sure. it's fucking, it's, it's it's tough out there. I mean, Cindy was saying it, and like Kyle's told me too that like um, Kyle's actually interviewing to like an esports startup that is trying to like be like the ESPN for esports or something like that. And he he got a interview with a data analyst for them, but he's like, I've interviewed with like a bunch of different people and companies like this, and like they're, they're they get fucky with it, bro. Like, yeah, you gotta remember the people behind these. Yeah, like, but it's Microsoft. This isn't like some startup. Wow. Like their their stock price is like three hundred something, which is like 
fucking wild. Ultimately, I guess it's it's just a an individual who's handling your case or whatever. So it it, it gets. I guess it's like it did take Cindy four months to hear back from Slack. Oh my god, I yeah, could I, not imagine waiting that long. But like okay, the recruiter okay. was also checking in regularly. Like in terms of like from time she applied to when they like she applied in December and she mm, just started that. like a week week ago. Oh geez, but like okay, so she, when she applied, how long after until she got the the actual job? Like two weeks ago. Damn. I so think like, when I was going through my interviews, she had like gotten contacted too, because it was like right back. It was back to back. Like I said, they were Damn. in constant contact with her, being like, "Hey, we're just checking in," because they had issues with headcount. Okay. Which that could very much be the the what's going on for Microsoft too. It could be that like, "Hey, we like all these candidates. Can we get headcount for all of them?" Yeah. Or it's like you know what you're kind of trash so we're not going to bother reaching back out jeez it's more of like uh schrodinger's schrodinger's cat mm-hmm. it's like if you open it then the cat's actually dead but if you never actually open it then is it it's is, is it, it though? though which is like one of those stupid things like can you see my hand does it exist <laughs> prove it from your vantage point schrodinger's hand. it's right here it's like one of those stupid psychology things mm-hmm. but yeah I, I i had a lot of time to think about if i actually would take that job and i don't think i would so I think I think it's going to be too spicy living here with the boys and then having Derek come in here and him potentially having a dog. Plus, like half yeah. the highlights here are just watching the pups out in the back. So you can have another pup here. Derek wants to get one. Yeah, yeah. He wants, a, he wants a Boston Terrier. So like think, it's literally Macar, but it has like a pug face. <laughs> OK, it's so ugly, but it's like it's actually kind of hype. OK, uh, and then obviously the heat. We're up 2-0 right now. We look fucking nasty. Fuck Trey Young. Um. Yeah, Luca's hurt. Fucking Devin Booker's hurt. Chris Middleton's hurt. Bobby Portis is hurt. Like all in the first round. So this shit is a fucking wild. Oh, we got hella people in the chat right now. Yeah. Hey. Um, but go and do your update. But I want to jump right into some gaming news because I'm incredibly excited for. Um, update for me. Um, I actually got offered a new position yesterday Woo! for Woo! a position. Does, are you comfortable business. saying how much? Um, I mean, it's more than I get paid now. It's not too much more, but it's to me, I'm more concerned with it's like a step in the right direction because I was feeling super burnt out of my job. Yeah, currently. dude, fuck that. Um, you don't have to wear a mask. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I imagine. Oh, I no, at the hospital, how. you probably yeah, do. I probably would, which is fine. It is. Well, there's no mask mandate at the at the airports now or for travel. Yeah. Or so TSA. that actually just happened. Like it literally happened the morning of and then like by lunchtime, we had an email. and They were like, yeah, they're no longer mandatory, which is crazy to me. So used to it for like the last years. But um. Yeah, it's exciting, man. It's um, it's just a blessing to get out of there. The, when I first got the job that I'm at now, I had it after, you know, was laid off after the whole pandemic and finding a job, and I just needed something. And, you know, I was there for time, but I never really intended to be there for a long time. So I got two words for you, though. What? Pokemon Showdown. Yo, you have no idea. <laughs> so, okay, do you want to tell the story? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I remember... <laughs> Ryan was working at EA. Um, he would be in the office. Still am, though. Still yeah, am yeah, working he's, there. He's still there. And, and I would be at my... Um, had a leasing office job so i had like it was a, it was like a desk job and like i was just we would just fucking we it's would shit post in our chat well, all it's day because long right? we uh huh ninja huh brought it up to us when he was because he was really into like the competitive pokemon, pokemon yeah, like he, he went to the shit. yeah he went to the tournaments and shit yeah, I to play that. yep and i yep. remember giving him a rayquaza with perfect eevee's like oh dude thank you so much and like one of the rules is that you can't have like computer generated stuff from like action replay and it was a hundred percent one from action oh, my <laughs> but God. he didn't know and he's like yeah dude it was great and i was like Gotcha. <laughs> My man. No, but yeah. So we've always known about Pokemon Showdown because uh, one of our buddies back at Southside, he used to he used to take that shit really seriously. 
And uh, that's that's just pretty much like how we got to playing Pokemon Showdown. It's so cool. You just if you've never played it, you literally just get bunch tons of, of modes, dude. Attack. You just get a bunch. Of, we just do random Pokemon, and there would be times I'd get like all legendary. Dude, okay, so this one <laughs> and time, had, like an ice, you had like the ice cream cone Pokemon. Yeah, so it was like, um, so you can do like a a full team battle, but random. Oh, so it's kind of like a ram. So it's like all yeah, random, yeah. all milled, mm-hmm. but it's just random Pokemon. I had probably the most mid Pokemon out there. Like it was like the typical HM slave, like Linoon. There was one that looked like an ice cream cone, and like he pops out with Ho Ho. I'm like, well, fuck. Higgly buff. And then like the like next Ho-Oh one comes and out. And like, yeah, and it's like Deoxys, and it's like now now it's Lugia, and like here's Moltres, and it's like holy fuck. There it is. And, oh, I'm, and I'm bringing out like fucking coughing yes, and shit. I am so excited to do more Pokemon Showdown because it's blocked in my current job. So so you so it, is it a work from home position or yeah, you have, so you have it's an gonna, office? It's gonna be hybrid. Um, oh I'm good. St- I'm still doing like the whole like onboarding process. I literally spoke to the guy yesterday and. Did like all the background check info today. So um, it's AV though. So we do doing shit like this every day, which is fun. Um, just basically helping out with like their conferences, whether it's online, hybrid, in person. Um, they do a lot of things with teams. So I'll be helping out with stuff like that. You know, Microsoft Teams or? Microsoft Teams, yeah. yeah. Um, so we'll see. I start tentatively May 9th, assuming that I get all my background information and stuff done by then. You give your two weeks? So I, I haven't yet because. Um, I'm just deciding what I want to do. I've just been really burnt out by them. And I'm just honestly at the Quit. point. Yeah, I'm Love really it. at that point. Um, because there's been a lot of shit going on. Have I they have, been shitty to you? They haven't been shitty to me, but it's like, it's overall just been a yeah, really shitty, shitty job. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. just, and I, 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 I was talking to my parents actually about it. And I was like, I'm just so burnt out. And they're like, well, if you do this, just know you're not going to get paid for two weeks. And like, I'm at a point where I'm okay. I'm comfortable to do that. But I was like, should I do that? Is that the responsible thing? Would they like withhold your paycheck or anything like that? I I don't think that's legal. I don't think they can legally. Yeah, definitely not. I mean, they might try and dock my pay if I don't like turn in credentials. If certain people who onboard you, if you sign specific paperwork, they can withhold your last paycheck. If you do shit like that, it's just do your two weeks. We'll see. But, um, I don't know, man. Fuck it. It's, a, I'll be the devil no, it's like the, okay. like the devil it's and the, the guy that went ham three months ago. No, fuck four, these four companies, bro. They no, 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 you don't no, no, owe no, them no. anything. This no, co- no, 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 no. you do the right thing and put in your two weeks <laughs> at a at like a legitimate like a, a legitimate workplace that respects you and takes care of you. I say like one hundred percent do the responsible thing always. But these big companies that just you're just a number you work four. at a big company. I, yeah, now of course. So now I would, yes. But like even at Prado where I was getting shafted, it's like the two weeks is like yeah, that was the two weeks is a motherfucking I don't, I don't uh, luxury that I don't think that companies deserve. Because then you tell them and then I feel like level. they just spite you for the last, the next two weeks. Yeah, exactly. Like, and like I disagree. I put in my two weeks. I got fucking milked. I worked 90 hours in two weeks. I worked the worst shifts of my life. And it's because they know you have one foot out the door and they don't give a fuck. Yeah. I After got scheduled 13 days in a row. <laughs> you think that's but fair? You, you gained a lot out of that job, though. Did you not? Uh, I mean, relationships, experience. I I wouldn't I wouldn't say friendships. That's, I wouldn't say that's the company. That's me. I okay, made those but it's still there. They still give you the job. It was facilitated by the company, but I put it's in my two weeks, there. and they were like, "Hey, man." Thanks for working. The guy, the owners <laughs> didn't say anything. The, no, you the, talked a lot of shit about the owners. Yeah, the fucking owners were bullshit. They didn't do anything. Even when the uh, the manager chick I was talking about the other day, phenomenal human being, one of the most like motivated, leadership driven, cares about people I've ever worked with ever. I went at her. I brought her flowers on her last day. I was like, "Did the company do anything for you? Did the the Tim or Brandon, the head chef, did they acknowledge it or say anything?" It's like, no, they were in the building. They didn't say anything. They didn't do anything. They didn't acknowledge anything. Yada yada yada. And it's like, fuck these people. Well, you got two two different varying opinions. We'll see. Um, 
But yeah, that's pretty much it with okay, me. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, I just don't, I just don't know really know much about it yet. So hopefully, in like two more weeks, I'll have more news. But that's about it for me. Um, the responsible thing is to do it two weeks. But <laughs> I'll, I'll end on that. <laughs> the professional thing, yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Well, let's get into it. I know we want to talk about a couple of things today. But Gaming news. Operation Gaming Monarch. News. Operation Monarch. New Tiny Tina's DLC. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. exciting. Yo, I saw that. <laughs> it's also a Snoop Dogg. Yeah, yeah, they bro. put him in what, a while what ago. What the fuck is that about? Oh, that caught me God. off guard. I'm like, wait. Snoop's been in a lot of games. I know he was in Tekken. Or was it him? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was in Yeah, he's Tekken. a really big gamer. He's been in a oh. few games. He's well, been in uh, NFL. He's been in a uh, fighting game. He's been in He's in COD now. He's, he has, got, he has a, he's in Def Jam. He is in Tekken. Oh, okay. Well, Def Jam is... That makes bro. sense. That, was, <laughs> that makes sense. That was a great game, man. <laughs> did, you, did you ever play the one where it's like, uh, you have to fight to the beat of the song? Icon? That shit was trash. Yeah, it, it was garbage. Kudos to them for trying something different, though. It was so stupid because it would be like the Jim Jones, like, we stay flat, and you would just go like, rick, rick, and then the entire place would just blow up, and it made absolutely no sense. It was horrible. It was not fun compared to the one but before. But visually. No, it was trash. <laughs> oh, okay, that shit was trash. It was trash. <laughs> it, was oh, yeah. bad. it was so bad. It was um, so bad. But yeah, uh, I, I, I was on the Instagram earlier, and I was just scrolling through it, some of the updates that the um, different uh, companies were posting, and yeah. Um, we can talk about Operation Monarch first. Uh, Ryan, take us through it. What is yeah, Operation I don't know Monarch? how that's going to work. So it's it's a the new season for COD, and I know they're still on the um, the Pacific shit. And so it's kind of weird that they're doing Godzilla Kong because that movie came out last year. So it's mm. not like it makes a lot of sense for it to be getting a lot of publicity still, or like it needs more marketing. Um, plus, especially because like it came out on HBO Max, so you could just watch it at home immediately, and. Fantastic movie. I'm hoping that they incorporate some kind of Mecha Godzilla shit, but I mean, is like King Kong and Godzilla going to be like destroying the the island while I, we're there? I, it's, it kinda, that seems to be the vibe that everyone gets where it's going to be like a new map or game mode where like the two of them are going to be duking it out while everyone is going to be like fighting and like the map is going to, it's, it's like play. it's like a battle royale still, but now it's like, in Apex, you have like the mobs in the new map that fight you, but instead of it mobs, it's like this is a giant mob. Yeah, thing. it's two big monsters that are affecting the map and like Ooh, ki- kaiju's, kaiju's, two big kaiju's that are duking it out, changing the map in different ways as their fight progresses. Like that could be cool. So it could be a mechanic where they're altering the map, or maybe there's like specific areas of the map that if you're in it when they're fighting, you're gonna die. Because mm-hmm. in the trailer, it looked like if you were in uh, you're in like an airplane or whatever, Kong pretty much just like snatched it out the air and destroyed it. So maybe there's some like hazards. Maybe there's some like destruction of the map, and it changes it. Maybe it's dynamic. I don't play cool. Warzone enough to know like what the differences is between the maps. I do know though. Like I'm curious how this works because I think they still do it with like Warzone and Vanguard. How it would affect Vanguard? Because I don't know if it would be like just skins or something. Well, I'm like getting that. the Godzilla skin because it should look. I mean, because it just yeah, it makes should, more sense in Warzone when you have clean. a big map that you can make those changes to. But when you have static Vanguard, you know, when it's just either regular zombies or multiplayer, kind of like in a in a combined confined map. Like, I feel like Vanguard's probably not going to get affected. It's going to be like no. But Warzone if you look at the thing, it's it's Warzone slash Vanguard. Yeah. We did the same thing with. Um, could just be. I'm pretty, sh- I'm pretty sure it could be. Speed. It could just be. But I feel like that kind of sucks though. If you're like, if you have this game that you like paid money for and the only thing that's new from it is like just the skins although it's cool like if you play warzone there's like this big whole map thing but mm-hmm. i don't know i'm just curious if there's gonna be more to it than just skins for regardless for vanguard very exciting and since we're on the topic of brs i think the halo infinite stuff is all but confirmed 
that they're doing the VR because they gave us more details about season two and that's coming out. You should look this up. I think it's May 3rd. My computer is like acting up right now. I'm pretty sure. So I'm pretty sure season two is May 3rd and they're releasing a bunch of new modes and one of them is called Last Spartan Standing and it's pretty much the size of a multiplayer map, but there's a ring and it gets smaller and smaller. Okay, so. And it's like a second studio that's developing this mode, right? It's like no, I don't, I don't think I th- either they just announced that another studio is helping them. I don't know if that studio has been helping them this whole time, mm. but that stuff has been in development for a while if they're about to release it. Like, okay, so let me ask you this. If this comes out and these new modes are, we'll say halfway decent, does this kind of like, squash i guess or mend the the no no no. it doesn't mend or squash it from like again so it is a live service game and they just haven't done anything for like the since november so that's what six months five six months so uh, seven months actually because it's going to come out in may no six months lone wolves yeah lone wolves they had like just put out the base content then well they just wanted to capitalize on two brand new modes last part and standing in land grab yeah they wanted to capitalize on the anniversary of xbox makes sense it was a huge thing it killed 2042 um according to ea and yeah they just put out an update and they said it's a lot better but Mm -hmm. they're already developing the next battlefield and they're just kind of saying that this is another anthem slash battlefront 2 take it out yeah Uh, but anyways so i think that this is a step in the right direction they just need content honestly and like i was looking at their job board today and they still need like 10 engineers or some shit like there's a fuck ton of openings over there so I know that they haven't been making a lot of progress in snatching up talent just because of how hot the market is. Um, but I think it's a step in the right direction. They're making new modes. That's cool. I don't know if this is like, hey, this is the the men between the gamer and the studio, but you know, at least they're doing something. Mm-hmm. I agree. Right. It's new battle pass. Battle passes are there forever. So if you ever want to jump in, they're also trying to unravel the mess that they made for the cores. So like one of the things that I was saying is like if you get Emil's core and you have all of his parts, yeah. you can't change them out. They're trying to make it to where the system allows you to get all those things uh, interchangeably. But a lot of their systems and I'm su- I'm assuming like the way that they the just like the architecture of the code, if you try to fuck with that, it breaks like the entire game. So that takes a long time to do, but it does sound like that they're trying to uh, mend those things and they're trying to take it in the step of direction in the right direction. They got a new season coming out. I'm going to play it. I don't know if it's going to be any fun, but it's a lot better than playing the same three maps on big team battle and then like the same four maps on ranked. So, yeah, I feel like every time I try to boot in, I always have trouble like matchmaking still. Yeah, I mean, that's that's going to be an ongoing thing until they figure that shit out. But is it just the amount of players that are playing now? It's very small. It has to be. Yeah, their their populations, they're going to get a huge bump for sure for this next season, but it's more of a question of sustainability now as opposed to bringing in those users because like they they had a lot of users. It's just they all turned out. So sustainability wise, you think they bring in this these two new modes? I'm sure we don't know a couple of new modes. Oh, it says from this is that there's only just two. Those two last Spartan standing and something else. They have King of the Hill land grab land grab. That was the other one. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure a lot of these modes were supposed to be there at launch or like shortly thereafter, but because of all the, like the negative feedback and folks leaving, like I know that they're uh, the multiplayer lead designer left recently. So like, that's a huge thing, but overall I'm hyped for it. I'm going to check it out. Does this mean that Halo infinite is redeemed? Probably not. And I'm assuming sometime in 
the fall or around Christmas time, they're probably going to release their battle royale. I just hope that they just don't keep the same cadence. Like every five or six months, we'll get. Well, I mean, it, like I, I think that. it's a personnel thing. Yeah, that's not good. I mean, you can't you can't go seven months for a season. Like Apex is what three. I mean, then like, okay, like even then, even if you add in new game modes, it doesn't necessarily need to be every season, but just, just every, content. six, yeah, six months. Like that's a, that's just a long time. Um, I mean, I'm hoping that I mean, that's how it was back in the day for what, like think about halo two or halo three. One of those games get updates. I mean, I know. Yeah. But if you're launching this game and it's a live service game and you're failing oh, on the live complete. service part, I mean, yeah, no like, arguments here. DLC every six months is fine, or just six months to a year is fine. But like, as a live service game, it's like, what? Like, if you know, if Dokkan put out the one year and then we didn't get anything till the half year, I'd be like, no one's gonna play this game. Yeah, it would, it would grow pretty. Steady. I have a, a fun observation slash question. So <laughs> obviously, we know that Fortnite in, a, in the battle royale universe is super known for its collaborations, right? I feel is there like anyone. No, well, you know, looking at its competitors. And I like to see interesting ways that new things are integrated. So you have Apex, COD, um, Fortnite, and now Halo. So I feel like Apex Apex hasn't had any like out of universe collaborations yet. So COD, I think uh, actually they have. They had a an apparel company. They made some skins with them, and then the apparel company was like, "Hey, we're changing our design," so they had to remove those skins. Oh. Uh, it was like the. It wasn't like a full-on program, though. It was just one of those ones where it's like, here's four skins that are available in the store, but they they haven't had like Yu Yu Hakusho, X Apex Legends, so nothing like that. I feel like though? for Could God, you, you have I, a spirit gun here. <laughs> this is this is the inclusion of a, a big brand having a new program centered around it, integrated. You know, a whole season essentially centered around a collaboration, which is really cool. I've played Gotcha games, and I love when collaborations are done really well. You know, they usually benefit the player, mm-hmm. and you get new content. You get the infusion of a different style and a different media with a gameplay that you like, whether it be COD, a mobile game, whatever. So. That being said, if Halo were to have a collaboration, now that it's a live service game, what do we think it would be? What do I think it would be, or yeah. like realistically, or what would I want it to be? Uh, I mean, let's just ha- let's just come up with fun answers, a little realistically, but you know, Ooh, or you can answer both. That. My my own. So my obvious guess would be something Microsoft related. Mm-hmm. Um, and since they just grabbed Activision, I would hope maybe something like a big Activision IP. So maybe they had something, um, man, I mean, something fun, like something fun would be interesting. It'd be like Crash Bandicoot. Imagine you have like a Crash Bandicoot, like Spartan running around. Crash Bandicoot is, I saw that on Battle.net for some reason. Is that, are they, it's like distributed on Battle.net now. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Cause I know a lot of these other companies are trying to have like their own like storefronts and stuff too, oh, but I'm trying to think of like another Activision IP that would work well with it. I can't just think of one off the top of my head, but. That would be my guess, realistically. I guess. Maybe. What would you think? Destiny? Would a Destiny Halo like collaboration work? No, I doubt that. I that doubt it just happen. because Bungie's of, their own thing. Yeah. And they're completely independent. It's not like they're with Microsoft. But they what you don't think they would like ever. So Bungie, you know. not too long ago, they had their 30th anniversary where they had some like Halo inspired yeah, stuff. Yeah, the BXR. Yeah. They also had other stuff though from their other things. And so like they've completely moved on. I'm pretty from, sure there's bad blood there. It's like Infinity Ward and Respawn. Uh, that and. Um, they just have their their partnership with Sony, remember? So I don't think that would happen. Oh, true. All right, never mind. Um, that would be interesting though. Like having, I could see Marvel, Marvel, and that's a big one, yeah, because they already have like an Iron Man skin in the game. So like, also one of the reasons why it's hard to do like those types of collaborations with, with like Apex Legends, 
you already have like a predefined character. Right. There's no predefined character in Call of Duty mm-hmm. or Fortnite. So like if you want to be Spider-Man, yeah, you you'd can. be changing the actual likeness of the character. Yeah, it's That's not like you can be lines, Spider-Man in Apex Legends. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I'm sure like those discussions have happened, but I think it's a lot harder when you have an unknown player and just you in the game versus an actual character. Yeah, because at that point you you can sell like Iron Man as a skin. Activision owns Battle.net. Oh, Remember? heard. Activision Blizzard. So technically Blizzard could be a collaboration World with Halo. Warcraft Halo. <laughs> Halo, World of Halo, like, <laughs> Halo MMO, Halo of Warcraft. Halo. <laughs> That'd be funny. Uh, Minnesota through, by the way. Oh, what's it at now? It's like a seven-point game. What's the, what, the fourth quarter? Minnesota has scored four points in like the past eight minutes. What quarter then? Second. Oh, geez. There it is. That's good basketball. Live updates, uh, spoilers for those of you who are uh, um, exciting times. Uh, <laughs> other gaming news updates: uh, Tiny Tina's uh, Gearbox is at PAX at the moment, and they just uh, released their first part of the new DLC. Tiny uh, Tina's something in coils, um, but it's centered around like uh, reawakening this old god, and like there's new enemies, there's new zones, new guns. Um, so definitely check it out. It's really great that the game hasn't hasn't even been out for a month yet, and they already have the first part of the DLC out. Um, I mean, I feel like they, uh, what, what studio is that? Gearbox. Gearbox. Yeah. I feel like they're always pretty centered though on like a single title whenever they have. So like, yeah, it's like all hands on deck. Yeah. They can kind of churn out this DLC for a minute. They can kind of churn out. I'm sure it's probably something that they've been working in tandem, like with the game going on in the background too. And it's just um, the first part of it too. So, but no, that is, that is pretty cool. It's great that the game is only. When, when did the game come out? Like about a month, month and a half ago? Yeah, maybe? it was like the be- middle of March. And already we have you know, beginning of March, new like information That's about That's how you do live service, baby. That's how you do live service. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But you also have to pay $60 for that game. But you also have to pay for the DLC. Oh, okay. But I mean, like, I don't mind. The game's a solid game. and like No, absolutely. Yeah, I was yeah, playing yeah. it today. I got to get to a late game so I can yeah. do all this shit. Mm-hmm. Um. I think for gaming updates, that's that's all I got. Um, there was something else that I wanted to mention, something big, but I forgot. If it comes to me, I'll how the Yankees it. doing? The Yankees aren't doing too good, man. They're kind of they're kind of mid. Really? Yeah, they're kind of the same woes that we were having last year. Kind of. How are the Marlins doing? The I don't actually know. I can check for you. Okay, I'm, I'm going to assume kind of mid. Marlins. So one of my uh, one of my buddies at work, uh, Richie. Shout out Richie. He is. Oh, Richie. They're four who, and seven. Whoever just won the World Series. That's who he's a fan of. The Atlanta. Braves. Yeah, Atlanta Braves. He likes uh-huh. the Braves. So he went just like you. He went to opening day in Atlanta. Yeah, in Atlanta, and every single fan that went got a replica ring. And oh, was, that's pretty cool. And he was showing it to me. It felt fucking heavy, and it looked real. But I know it's like. I got to show you the video like on our own time of the uh, like the Jostens video that released of it. Like you can actually. Oh, op- Jostens. That's who did you, my class ring. You can actually open it up and there's like like a little screen in there. And there's, that's, like, what little he should, that's what he was telling it's, me. It's pretty sick. Yeah, that, that's fucking sick. wild. Uh, but yeah, he, he was saying that he went uh, he went there, got a bunch of free shit. So that's pretty cool. Um, I didn't get a bunch of free shit. Sounds like you're just kind of like sad right now. No, I mean, I had a great time. Don't get me wrong. I had an absolute blast, but they're so not, early in the season, though. Not doing too well. Yeah, no, it's not even like a tenth of the season yet. So I'm not worried. Oh God, dude. I'm not worried at all. But I can't, uh, can't even imagine. You know, you, momentum is a big thing, as I'm sure. No, oh, okay. Yeah, fair. Heat are 2 0. So shout out. Heat are 2 0. Sports. <laughs> we are a sports podcast. Sports. Okay. Um, good timing. So 30 minutes. We still got about an hour left to probably talk about our main discussion. Yes. Which we wanted to. I'll let you lead it because I know you were kind of the one that uh, cool. spearheaded this one. So I guess on the topic of gaming news, we will segue into our main topic of the night, which was the fact that Blizzard had their kind of. Um, I think in place of BlizzCon this year, they had our, their big stream revealing yep. the 
the theme of the next expansion as well as the kind of next step in Classic WoW, but that was two days ago, and we learned that uh, World of Warcraft is going to be expanding from Shadowlands into Dragonflight, which looked really good, and then we have, and that's going to be next year, and then we have uh, Wrath of the Lich King finally officially announced for so Classic. Uh, going to be later this year. So if there's can, one expansion that I would come back to Classic for, it would be Wrath. That's why I came back. Can can I get an understanding of why Shadowlands was so bad? Because I I remember it wasn't this supposed to be like the savior for retail where they do like the whole squash back down to sixty. So it's like a hard reset. I haven't. I didn't play Shadowlands, so I can't speak for a lot of maybe things like directly related to gameplay. People are always going to because we about we played it like a that. little bit, right? But a big thing was at the beginning, there was this thing called covenants. Um, you could only pick specifically one and like they wanted you to kind of make a decision where you kind of stick with that. A lot of people didn't like that because then that could later on in late game things that can, you know, like affect you like, oh, I'm worse than this guy just because I picked the wrong covenant. That kind of sucks. Yeah, but, every covenant has like a passive ability tied to it that or like you, an active or something. if you min maxed your character you like you didn't even really get to pick it'd be like oh well you're a druid you have to do this covenant because this covenant synergizes with your kit so it's like oh but you don't give pe players the flexibility to kind of pick and like so choose. no choice it's like whatever your class is you have to pick this no covenant. you no, can pick you pick but then you're stuck with that so yeah. if they go ahead so down you pick the, the wrong one if or if you go ahead down the line and then they nerf your thing and it's like oh well now i can't choose one mm -hmm. so i'm pretty sure they ended up changing that i don't know when but it wasn't immediate and that was in shadowlands this was in Shadowlands. There was no um, new race. There you was have no to new remember, class. You have to also remember this is going to like a pretty tumultuous time with Blizzard just in general. With I mean, we've talked about it on here with like yeah. the CEOs and stuff like that. You know, sexual, sexual harassment, sexual harassment stealing you know, breast milk. There's a lot of things going on in there. Um, I think there wasn't as many raids released for this one. Um, or, yeah, or that I, that but I, we played this one, right? Lore no, was, we played Battle the for lore was pretty, was pretty weird though did we i thought i thought we could i could have sworn i got to max character we came in at uh, the maybe very legion legion or battle for azeroth no, it was legion. bfa we came in the last patch of bfa okay so the battle, yeah because mm -hmm. that was 120 yeah, yeah so yes. battle for azeroth yeah, yeah. Oh, okay and so shadowlands was the big squash yes, yes. back down to that 60. was after correct yeah okay so to my understanding i think that was supposed to help a lot of people like kind of get back into the game um because that was a big thing. It's like, man, I want my new friend to play this game. How do I get them to want to play from level z one to one hundred and twenty? Oh, I actually have a bone to pick about that, but continue on. Well, what's your bone? So there was absolutely zero reason for me to grind from level one to one twenty because you can buy a boost. Well, you can just buy a character at one ten, and your item level was already significantly better than it was when you get to one twenty naturally. So. Yeah. I wasted a bunch of time to get to 120 the right way. And then I specifically remember Glenn saying like, okay, now the game starts and now you have to get your item level up. Yeah. And my item level from my 110 that I used a boost on was better than the one that I had on 120. So my 110 was actually better than my 120 that, Money, I, baby. that Money. I wasted all of that fucking time on. Granted, there was like double XP so shit. So that was a huge thing when Battle for Azeroth well, what first the fuck? came out. Because there's a lot of internal numbers that go on behind the game is of an MMO, but... They also, back from Battle to Battle for Azeroth, when that first came out, they actually nerfed, they they squished the item levels. Of right, items. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you had a conundrum that now when you're at 110 and you're leveling to 120, you inherently start to get weaker because the stats start to get squished and you start to lose on item level overall. So I could be wearing pieces at 110 up until like probably level 
117 or 118 and then my shit just basically falls apart because yeah. all the gear that i'm getting is just really bad um so like that was that was a big thing too um that probably still is an, an, an issue right now i just remember being that that's the reason i turned out because i, I specifically remember that's exactly right why. after i made my 110 i'm like it's because they squished the stats yeah my it's, my 110 was better it was a, a paladin yeah mm-hmm. so it's, opposite, it's a bad feeling opposite sure. problem now though i've just boosted a character in classic and the gear that they give you when you when you pay money to boost is like essentially garbage. So you, okay, you cool. just you just but I just paid money for a boost to be able to engage in Burning Crusade. And like Glenn straight up said, like if you went into the Blasted Lands with that gear, you would probably barely be able to fight one mob at a time, if that. That's like, also how it was back then, though. It yeah, was well, pretty difficult. I just spent money, Vega. I, well, you couldn't. You didn't have that option before. Money. You didn't have that option before. Money. You had money. to actually grind it. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, Classic is definitely a different beast, but um, yeah. Anyway, all that to say that today we thought it'd be really cool if we just kind of get, since we talk about it so much, since they've been in the news so much, we're just going to go down and give you guys a rundown of Blizzard as a company, kind of give you a little retrospective on how they how they started, how they grew to the influence that they did back in the 2000s and 2010s, and kind of more recently how um, certain developments in their more recent titles has kind of taken them out of the limelight uh, for newer studios to kind of uh, hold that position. Um but yes, yeah, I think let's do it. So We're, where do you want to start? Let's just run through the wiki. Let's do <laughs> Run through the wiki. No, okay, so um, they first started off in, it was the early 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Silicon and Synapse. Silicon and Synapse, yep. Um, Michael Morhaim, which was, uh, he's been with the company for a very long time, no longer with them. Yeah, no, in 2018, he stepped down. Um, and then they also came out with a lot of different games over time. Um, one of the most popular ones was The Lost Vikings. Did you guys ever play that? Yeah, so they, they started as a port company. All they did was they, they were PC games, and they would take, um, they would just port games that, uh, that were on console and port them to PC. And then, yeah, they one of their more famous ports from that time was Lost Vikings. That I remember playing with my older brother on the computer, actually, mm-hmm. and being like, so like, oh, my God, this game's crazy. And I remember like seeing like, oh, no, it wasn't. Was it Blizzard at the time when that game came out? No, it was. No. It was so they changed apps. to Blizzard in 94. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when they released the first Warcraft game, Orcs and Humans, which was for the uh, MS-DOS system. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's kind of what started the whole Warcraft universe um that was kind of its infancy back in back in 94 mm-hmm. um they also had an acquisition of it was another company it was in their early days um let me look it up it was the diablo studio condor um vivendi games oh vivendi's who bought them right vivendi is who, who eventually became to own them i'm pretty sure Oh. It was Sierra Vivendi owns. It was Vivendi. Vivendi. Oh yes, you're right. And, and they were acquired Vivendi. by distributor Davidson and Associates mm-hmm. in 1994, and the chain of acquisitions of them being part of it, Vivendi. Okay, so that's what it was. It was the opposite. Um, if you remember Sierra, who made like weird RTS games uh, in like the 90s and 2000s, Vivendi owned Sierra and Blizzard and a couple other like weird obscure titles. Um, but yeah, so they were Silicon Synapse. Um, they were porting games initially, and then they got better and better. And then finally they had, um, after porting, they decided to make their own properties, right? Primarily, primarily computer games at this point now. And this is when Warcraft came out. Mm-hmm. And Warcraft 1 was like a really big hit. That was like, you know, I, I'm pretty sure it essentially put them on the map and gave them the push they needed to start making their own games. After that, uh, they had to they renamed the studio to like Chaos Studios or something like that. But there was a company in Florida called Chaos Software that was like, if you want this name, you're gonna have to pay us a hundred thousand dollars. And they were like, 
fuck that. Uh, no. <laughs> um, so uh, the story goes that the I think it was um, M- Mike Morheim who went through a dictionary and just started writing down every single word that he could that was like a legally not an issue. And the first word uh, that came back that his lawyers were like, oh, this this is fine, was Blizzard. So he was like, all right, Blizzard Entertainment, fuck it. And that's that's how we have Chaos Blizzard Technologies now. Chaos Technologies is what it was called. Chaos Technologies, that's what it was. $100,000. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Uh, but even back then, how much was that? Is that in today's money, actually? I'm going to look that up. Sidebar. 8.5%. Um, inflation calc. Inflation calc. It was probably inflation. A, maybe like inflation. a mil. Let's see. I'm going to say a million. What year was it? It was 94, right? Yeah, 94. 94, one hundred grand. Let's watch inflation take hold in real time, y'all. <laughs> Tell us. $100,000 in 1994 is equivalent in purchasing power to about $193,997.30. Okay, so it's almost been a times two multiplier since then. Okay. <sighs> That's insane. I clearly don't have a firm grasp of how inflation That's works. Insane. But yeah, so after that, um, Warcraft 2 came out. Um, that was pretty popular, too. Warcraft 2 came out in 97. Let me check. Mm-hmm. Uh, they developed Battle.net. Um, well, actually, no. I think before Warcraft 2 came out. Uh, 95. They, when did Diablo 1 come out? 97. Oh, there it is. Okay, yeah. Warcraft 2 came out. And then um, that was obviously just them pushing the RTS thing and their own brand. And then um, they also came out with? Starts with a? Starcraft. There you go. Yeah. And this is going to play a big part into them getting really big in the East. Starcraft is freaking... I mean, I never, I didn't, I, never, I personally never got into StarCraft, but I just know and like reading through everything I Funly saw. Funly did, huh? Funly did. Oh yeah, they were super sweaty into. I'm pretty StarCraft. sure Milton was really into StarCraft. Yeah, they they did the tech. It was like I Milton. don't have the APM to do that. It's no, hard. Fucking weird, bro. <laughs> that tech is it's too much. Um, but yes, World, Warcraft Two. Uh, after Warcraft Two, they developed uh, Condor Studios. Uh, were the people that made the first Diablo, and um, Blizzard bought them. And they, uh, that studio got repurposed into Blizzard North. And then the main studio that worked on Warcraft was Blizzard South. So Condor was one of their first acquisitions and kind of expanding of the Blizzard ecosystem. Diablo 1 came out. Um, also, at the same time, Battle.net was developed. So their own kind of, uh, it's not called Bob. Is it still called Battle.net? It's not, is it? Battle. Dot, no, yeah, it's still, still references yeah, that. Yeah. Battle. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So that's their proprietary multiplayer kind of platform that platform. they built out and... I didn't know that they built it out all the way back from Diablo 1 days, but yes. Yeah. They used to have like all those online tournaments and stuff like that in their other games like Warcraft and all that. Um, Diablo 2 came out in 2000. That was, I mean, and this is where we start to get the territory of like, they kind of say like legendary games. Diablo 2 is probably considered by like those Diablo fans is probably, probably more the, 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 the expansion that came out for it, but like the definitive. Yeah, it's version. a cult, it's a cult classic CRPG for sure. I think that it, it very much defined the genre at the time, or it, it, it led the the way. It paved Diablo two uh, walked so that so many we games always could use run this past. And now, but it's so true. <laughs> but it is no, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is absolutely. Um, I I have very fond memories of like watching, like being up at night and watching my older brother because my older brother is five years older than I am, and I'm 27. So I personally never played a lot of the games that we're going to talk damn about. The pod, um, but you know, he did. So I got to experience like Diablo through proxy of him. And I remember being like this little kid watching him fucking fight these demons and all this shit and watching Deckard Kane talk and be like, the world is in trouble. Diablo <laughs> Mephisto. And being like, what the fuck? What is this? <laughs> Dude, this 
is crazy, man. Yeah, and he's like gearing himself out and slotting in all his shit and and being like, this is way beyond me, but I love watching it. And I would just like sit on my little chair, my Winnie the Pooh chair, and watch him play these games. <laughs> Oddly specific. Yeah, dude. Is I press memory you're bringing it back, huh? It is, it is. Um, Did you ever play any uh, Blizzard I'm, games growing up? I, so I'm actually not that big of a fan of Blizzard games in general. I think the one that I played the most on my own time, because I was interested in it, was Overwatch. That literally, that's the first like Blizzard game you've ever like actually so played. I, that I wanted to play. Oh, okay. So I've had friends wrote me into WoW, but I I just never got into the. Well, so one was always like the artistic style. So that was always the thing for me. I just thought it looked way too goofy, uh, and so fair. I was also much more into like I still liked fantasy, but I wasn't like really into the whole goblins, dwarves, elves, that kind of shit. Um, like I didn't watch Lord of the Rings until I was in college, right? Um, but oh, I, I hope we touch on Overwatch a little bit, just because I remember liking that game a lot because it was a, it was a more unique shooter. Because mm-hmm. I'm more used to the uh, the standardized maps; they're symmetrical. There are points of interest that you should hold due to spawns, or just it's a an advantageous vantage point. Whereas this one's just like. Hey, cl- uh, see this car here? Get it to point B, right? And there's like little checkpoints. And I always thought that was fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was the first game that I felt a shooter with characters having abilities was fun too. Mm-hmm. So like Diablo, that is not a game for me. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. I do not want to grind however long. <laughs> I lose everything if I die. Not for me. Um, Heroes of the Storm, though, I remember enjoying that game. Heroes of the Storm, uh, yeah, that was. Which that is was, interesting because that's kind of like an All Stars really ver- game for them, right? But it's still a MOBA. I was still yeah, a fan of MOBAs sure. yeah, at yeah. that time. I was exploring all of them. Um, what else? But yeah, like I, I liked uh, Burning Crusade because I remember playing that one a lot by myself. But like when I, you were younger, or yeah, like, like in ninth grade. Okay, okay. So that would have been two thousand seven. That's correct. Yep. Yeah, two thousand seven. Well, I know when I was in ninth grade. <laughs> or I mean, like, or like, or like when it came that. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I never really got into it too because also WoW was the reason that the game that I liked the most uh, died. Um, Star Wars Galaxies. Dude. <laughs> so I remember watching a retrospective about that. Fucking rip. And they had like their own game, but then WoW came out and it was just like a fucking killer for every. It wasn't even just. MMOs. It was every game. Oh, so, dude, every single MMO that came out after. Is this the MMO that's going to In 2004, after on the heels of Warcraft 3, World of Warcraft was released by Blizzard. Fantastic and game, by the way. Warcraft it, 3, that is. Uh, World of Warcraft is still, I believe to this day, the most subscribed to game. It is breaking. Probably. It has broken records time and time again. It made a fuck ton of money. So much money. It essentially gave Blizzard the ability to like buy a completely brand new studio, which is like the size of a uh, college campus. Um, it made, I think, in so it came out in 2004. By 2006, it was already generating $1 billion of revenue, which, wow. you know, when we talk about Fortnite making a billion dollars in, in 2018, that's, a, that's, that's, you know, that's impressive, right? In 2006, World of Warcraft was breaking in a billion dollars. Oh, you want me to pop out the inflation calculator again? Oh, my yeah, god. Pre- I'm pretty sure FIFA was there, too. But that's like a worldwide sport. Hold on. I'm curious. World loves. I'm curious. Hold like, on. I think WoW was just NA. So WoW initially, it, in 2004, it came out NA. Yeah. And then it, I think by later that year or 2005, it was in Europe. And then they had set up a contract with um, 
Uh, Netties handled a lot of the games that weren't World of Warcraft for, for some reason. They who uh, did Netties in China. Um, one point. Careful what you say. One point five billion. <sighs> that's that's not. That's a lot. I'm I'm numb to these billions now. Thanks to people like. Five hundred million is a lot of fucking money. So for at the time, with games being as new as it was, one game making that much money, it really paints the story for you guys listening. Why is Blizzard so prevalent? Why do every? Why does anyone and always always talk about the studio? Why have they been such a, a name in the mouth of people talking about games over the last 20, 30 years? When I read that and learned about that in that context, like that's a big fucking deal. Like they are really one of the first test cases of like a, a new studio coming up, doing what they did, putting something out there and making fucking ludicrous amounts of money. And, and then this is where the shadow starts to hit the the picture. No, not everything. Well, so this was during the time that the bro culture was starting to manifest, was it not? Uh, I I would put that later, like past. past well, I thought I'm sure it's it was been there I'm for sure, a while. Yeah, I'm sure it was starting to brew at this time. I mean, I'm sure that that was, that was probably more of a product of just like working anywhere in the 90s and 2000s at that point. What? But I'm saying like all of their shit. That's this is like the time period where it was starting. I, I think I remember reading like this is the glory days for them. Maybe in like a macro level. I I I haven't like looked that much into the drama aspect to tell like how how far it goes back. A lot of the people who were actually working for Blizzard at, in this era aren't even with the company anymore. They've all moved on and kind of opened their own studios. At least the the figureheads. How long has Bobby been there? Bobby Kotick? Yeah. So I thought he was a part of Activision. Yeah, see. so when Activision acquired in 2008. Oh, okay, so this is like way after. Yes. So I would say maybe in 2008, you could say like the shadow started to go down. But Yeah, that was when they were actually, I mean, that's a pretty big deal that we should probably mention, but that is actually when well, they were. We're going were down the timeline. Acquired. Okay. But yeah, so 2004 World of Warcraft comes out. By 2006, it was distributed globally. China, Europe, America. It, it was raking in a billion dollars. Um, and TBC was, I think, coming out around that time. Yeah, 2007. Mm -hmm. So um, eventually, Bobby Kotick, who uh, was a CEO of Activision at the time, Activision was dying. Uh, you know, they needed something to uh, kind of imbue the brand with new life. So he had struck a deal with Vivendi, essentially being able to see what world of warcraft was doing and he essentially i don't know how he talked him into it i guess vivendi didn't understand what we're, they were sitting on but he essentially swindled them out of uh blizzard so he activision and uh and blizzard merged in 2008 with uh him spearheading it Ex uh, estimated transaction of 18.9 billion jesus christ there it is well Should that's I do it for uh, this year no i'm kidding yeah. <laughs> i'm not gonna do it anymore <laughs> it's depressing um so, yes, that's when they became Activision Blizzard in 2008. And, yeah, I think uh, 2008, what is, Wrath of the Lich King was coming up in, what, 2010, I think? I think it was 09. 09. Um, I think they used to have a cadence. Wrath oh, no, of the Lich King. It was 08. Mm -hmm. Lich King was 08? Yeah, and then they started their two-year cadence, because ever since then they would have, a, a, so, so 04 was the original, 07 was Burning Crusade, 08 was when Wrath came out. And then every two years they would have, um, a new expansion come out. So expansion would come out next year. They would announce whatever the new expansion would be. Year after that, it would come out. Year after that, they would they announce it. So on and so forth. And so from 08 until up until now, every consecutive two years has been a new expansion. For more context, this is a, a point of criticism, but a point of um, kind of uh, um, uh, complimenting them at that time because 
we talked about how when Diablo came out, Battle.net also was released, but Diablo 1 came out, what, 2000, not even 19-something? 97 was the original, if I'm not mistaken. So the highlight of so many of Blizzard's games at this time were the fact that they had online compatibility because they were building out their own platform at the same time, and that was rare at this time. It, the fact that you could play with your friends on this level and the fact that World of Warcraft had global reach that you could play with people from all over the world, I know that's really really that's essentially any game now that's expected to be in games to have that kind of functionality but at the time that was to be built out at that scale was brand new it was undone so i think that you see that in a lot of blizzard games that is at the core of their experience and it's less of a gimmick now which is why it's not as impactful the fact that all their games are online to some capacity it's like you can't really make a game or have success in the game just it, the fact that it's like, hey, we're doing this and it's online, you know, like that doesn't work anymore because of where we are now. But at the time, I got to give them props. The fact that they made Diablo 1, Diablo 2, World of Warcraft, and... Um, they kind of built their framework from a very early on. Of course, point. StarCraft as well. StarCraft was... So the reason that they put World of Warcraft in China in the first place when they ported it over was because StarCraft was gaining so much popularity. They were like, all right, oh, we got to start yeah, development like, of StarCraft 2. Esports was like created pretty much because of like 100%. games like StarCraft yep. in the East and mm -hmm. stuff like that you look at those old old school brood war like videos and oh stuff mlg like that. let's not forget about them mlg well yeah mlg was more on the western side though mm -hmm. um and it definitely took it took place after um still esports a lot of, oh no no yeah absolutely absolutely but i'm saying like that was a that was established a long time ago in korea and this was because of like the inception also of the shadow does not happen or like the big black cloud over activision blizzard does not happen until 2015 right. what was that so that's when uh, the first detail that uh um, reporting of this oh, woman, okay. of her reporting that, like, hey, there's Frapwood culture over here, which tells me it, it could have been before that, too. Oh, most, it was just I mean, most, most likely, likely. The, mo the first time that someone reported it to the extent that she did. I mean, so my guess would be probably be, like, around the time that they merged with Activision, then they started to kind 2008? of... 2008? Really, oh, wait. Then they really... Mm -hmm. that Wrath of the Lich King was huge back then. I mean, they, they well, had other things going on, too, of course. I, I believe from launch, I think Blizzard was about 300... Or no, it was... At the launch of World of Warcraft... Blizzard was 300 employees. By That's the impressive. time they got a, acquired by Activision Blizzard, they were they had quadrupled. They were 1,600 employees. Yeah. So you know, and also being acquired by a larger company like that, it's gonna when you have all those yeah, yeah, and you have all those shareholders coming in, money for comes sure. in. I, definitely, culture starts that. to change over the first for those few couple. So of years getting there. a little bit more bro because they weren't bro in college or something. You go from like the intimate 300, like a building of 300 people really isn't that much. You know, like if you're working with them for two years, it's the same team. You're all in the same building. You can get to know everyone for the most part. Um, but once you go from 300 to 1400, a brand new studio, um, then it's it's a little more corporate at that point. A little more detachment for sure. My big thing with Blizzard has been like a lot of the things that they've kind of put their foot into, they've kind of pioneered the way. Um, MMO is obvious example. Um, RTS was another big one with how big, you know, not just Warcraft, but then Warcraft 3 was a very popular esport, as is, you know, uh, was was Starcraft. Um, and the, the MOBA genre was born from Warcraft 3, right? It was a mod. It was correct. It was Defense yeah, of the Ancients, which was a mod of original War, of originally Warcraft Three, mm -hmm. um, and then they made Dota, and then Riot. You know those two guys. They yeah, made yeah, their yeah. own League of Legends, and that's kind of where mobile mobiles came from. There, they also kind of started the trend with, of online collectible card games with Hearthstone. Mm -hmm. That was extremely popular, you know, and that's just basing it 
on their IP of, of World of Warcraft, mm -hmm. and that blew up. You so know? that was off the heels of the indie game culture that became really big at like late 2000s, early 2010s. They had noticed that there was an emphasis on these, these smaller titles that were gaining really popular. So they had set aside money to go ahead and commit to like internal teams of people who are just come up with ideas to make games, you know, or smaller, smaller scale games that can kind of fit that niche within the Blizzard ecosystem. Yeah, and I know her, team, and, team five was the team that worked on Hearthstone. Yes, I and know Hearthstone was, was born from that. Mm -hmm. So, and I mean, look at every other card game that, that tried to come out after that. You know what I mean? It's a Hearthstone clone for sure. Exactly. But Hearthstone's I, I an MTG clone. I, 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 yeah, I was about to say, I wouldn't say that they pioneered the online card game thing. They brought it online, but they didn't. It's not like they the made online a online collectible card game. Well, it was a subgenre of all card stuff games, for Magic sure the Gathering, say. though. Sure, you could say about that about any card game, but I'm saying like specific. There was no Magic the, on, on the right. You're just saying alone. they there brought was, it online, though. It's not like they made the card game, the collectible card game. No, no that's no, not no, what no, I'm no. saying. That's but not what I'm saying at I, all. I think that they. The reason we have six different online TCGs now is because Hearthstone did it first. They they right, so they, they just the brought it online. That's what I'm saying. The online collectible card game. Correct, but they genre. did not make the collectible card game. I never implied that they did. Right, did I? you're just saying that they brought it online. Correct. Yeah. Yes, online and collectible card. That's game. That's not there unless Magic: The Gathering is there. They simply just brought it online. So it's not like they didn't make the MOBA genre or they didn't make like the RTS genre. They didn't make the collectible card game genre. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that every right. time that they've put their foot into some, there was other RTSs that were coming out at the time of Warcraft and, and yeah, and those were definitely the most popular. There's other MMOs yeah. that are out there in, in the same space of of World of Warcraft, even when World of Warcraft yeah, came. But out. like without World of Warcraft, MMOs would not be where they were right that's now. That's what I'm. That's what I'm I trying completely to, agree. That's what I'm trying to. I'm imply. just not I'm giving saying. them credit for the collectible card game. No, 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 no. Not I'm, I don't give right no credit for making a MOBA. I mean, it, no, it, I give uh, the Warcraft yeah. mod. Exactly. It's, exactly. A, it's very like looking at collectible card games. Like it's very obvious that like MTG uh, games like Pokemon TCG and Digimon got super big in the fucking 90s. And like right. that was a whole craze that we went through as a media, uh, a medium. And that probably died down a little bit in the 2000s as video games rose up. And then they found a way to reinfuse it to the online medium. So good on them for sure. Um, Hearthstone made a lot of money. And like I actually just recently saw a video on like kind of like how Hearthstone has had a lot of flexibility with their expansions to kind of experiment with like in-universe lore and like experiment with mechanics. I actually just got back into Hearthstone and, after uh, like not playing for it's doing, a year It's too. doing well. It's doing well for itself for sure. Um, it's, not, it's pretty pretty good place now. I've been enjoying it. Um, what else? And also like it was really cool. I remember at the time uh, we had a, we have a local game bar around here called um, fucking what's well, it called? We used to have local, a couple. Cloak and Blaster. Uh, it's not in the same location. It's not there anymore. We do, we, it's still yeah, around. It's, not, yeah, it's, it's, in not the, it's in the Southside Plaza now. Um, but I didn't know. when Hearthstone came out, uh, I remember there would be Hearthstone nights there and there were, was, it was a fireside gathering. Yes. Yeah, so you can go and they had built in functionality in Battle.net to detect people who were in your proximity. So you can go and play on your laptop and everyone would show up. Everyone would be Hearthstoning and hopping around. They'd be serving money. And it was a really cool kind of like infusion of like people playing games in a social aspect, like kind of like Friday night magic, but I never got into a TCG, but the fact that it was so accessible at the time, like I could play on my phone. I could play on my laptop. I had a laptop at the time. That's what I was just getting into college. And Accessible shit. was like the main thing. Yeah. yeah. So it was like really cool. It was like, I think Hearthstone is really the first TCG that I got into to that capacity where like I was actually getting a little sweaty with it, learning tech. I wasn't good at all, but like I just, the, the barrier to entry with older card games was just too high for me at the right. time. So it was a lot easier to download Hearthstone for free. And I'm give sure that it's a also a little bit refreshing knowing like 
it was oops it was based on uh, a universe that you've that you've known like yeah, from playing exactly. playing warcraft mm-hmm. games you know Warlocks. if you're playing something like i used to collect pokemon cards because i liked pokemon and same with like Yu-Gi-Oh, but i never got I never got particularly to an imagine when I was younger just because there was nothing really to draw me in there from that, you know? Yeah. So um, Overwatch came out shortly after that. Yes. So Project 2018. Titan. Mm-hmm. So Overwatch. I feel like you've done some research. So go on, King. <laughs> go on, King. Uh, so uh, after Hearthstone, we had uh, Blizzard was working on a game called Project Titan that was set in the same universe as World of Warcraft. And it was going to be an MMORPG set in the near future. Um, so they're going to run concurrently, right? But I do remember this. Unfortunately, this game did enter development hell. It went through too many iterations of what it was supposed to be. And the budget and scope of it got way too out of hand. So it died, but it didn't. Because Blizzard gave uh, a smaller team of 40, led by Jeff Kaplan, all of the... Uh, all, he ain't there no more. He ain't there no more, no. But... He uh, he spearheaded the team who was given all the assets and they were given free reign of what to do with uh, essentially what was the remnants of Project Titan. And from that, he made Overwatch. And we kind of talked on Overwatch later, but I mean, it, I guess we'll, there's a common theme here. Overwatch was the first shooter I got into because it seemed so much more approachable. Like I, I didn't play any shooters growing up, right? I mean, you guys know. Why was it more approachable? It just seems like so much more casual in terms of like I like the aiming was a lot easier for me picking characters and stuff like there were characters that were like you spam like their main attack was like shooting rockets or like far was super easy to do where I could be like in the air sniping people and I don't have to actually like my for my play style it felt like I there was a champion for me because of like the way I wanted to play. So if I wanted to play like a pussy and just snipe people from the back, like, yes, technically. Having those kind of set things there. Yeah, like the I didn't have to like think about how I'd play. The pace of the game was also, I mean, I, yeah. never, I never played competitive. You play Call of Duty, you can like choose your different guns and attachments. And yeah, I was about to say, I think Overwatch added layers of complexity versus games like Halo and Call of Duty. With abilities and such. Well, because you, uh, have, you have to consider abilities. I, you never, do only... I never played competitive. I, I will I'm not say talking that. about competitive. I'm just talking about a shooter. Go on. Well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering like what you mean by it's more approachable because I'm saying that I think there are more levels of complexity added to those games. Uh, yes. Oh yeah, but I mean, you, I feel like you can't. There's learn no customization until like, you go actually approach it. In the when first you're place. playing the game, it's like you have abilities, you have your ultimate, and then you have a specific loadout you're playing with all the time. Art style. Art style was also phenomenal. I loved uh, the whole. I know like, you used to be super like jacked about all their art style. You're like, there I was, mean, there was a time and place where obviously was like, yeah, man, I want to work for. Blizzard and work on Overwatch. Okay, I so I guess anecdote wise, like I I specifically remember one night watching the Overwatch like reveal trailer in, in Vesper when I had like first made the pivot to do game design, and um, I'm going through all these different like types of games and like trying to identify what styles I want to work on, and I it's like right before uh, over uh, Vesper closes, which is like a local coffee shop. I'm fucking wired on caffeine, <laughs> and I watched like the whole 15 minute intro cinematic about like being a hero and rising up, and like Overwatch is just really it was really it was a good message. Like it, it was the whole message of Overwatch is like anyone could be a hero, like you, and I really liked it, and it was cute. Um, and also, I didn't know that it was an incredibly successful game for its time. It was yeah. in, in 2016. It was the most played and downloaded game uh, of that entire year, and it's the reason that Blizzard bought an esports arena it, just specifically for Overwatch esports tourneys. And I mean, it's, it's definitely fallen from since there. But uh, Overwatch, I got to give it its credit. I did. I did not have a firm grasp as to just how prominent it was when it was reigning supreme at that time. It was like 20. 
20, yeah, 2010, I'd say 2010 to 2016, 20, no, 2012. What, yeah. are you, what are you signaling? The beginning of what? Like like Overwatch's grip on, I guess, the hero shooter and shooter genre in general. Well, it came out in 2016. It came out in 2016? Yeah. Okay, then it won the it won most downloaded and most played game that year. And I think, I, I guess... I can imagine that. From 2016, 2017, 2018, I feel like it, it was still... Pr- it's It stayed pretty relevant. All right, so this is when the dark cloud is over Blizzard then. Mm-hmm. Because... Well, that now first there's a part, ton of things in development hell now, too. Well, so how, why is it that Overwatch is always... It seems like both titles have gone under development hell because Overwatch 2 is still in development hell. Because I think so. They, got, they made more progress, though, which is great. It's they they really split the community and, and the whole. I'll be honest with you. I still don't know what the premise is behind Overwatch 2. I do know that they're supposed to be. Now, this is like way afterwards have they've announced it, but they did a really poor job of announcing what it was going to be when it first came out. Because Overwatch was supposed to be for what it's worth. Yes, you pay the money for it to buy the game, but essentially a live service game. They added maps to it. They added modes to it. They so added Overwatch was originally heroes. live service. It, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you, sure. you, it definitely, it's a tactical shooter, but it is a live shoot, live service game because they're always, at, just like how League is, you know? Imagine if they're like, we're going to release the League of Legends too. And right, like, there's no reason to. Exactly. So that's, that's kind of why everybody was like, what is this? And then they're yeah. like, oh, well, there's going to be missions. There's going to be hero things and stories. And people are like, oh okay so that's cool but why like why are you calling it overwatch 2 like are people who only have overwatch one are they gonna have to pay for it to move over to the next one i'm pretty sure yeah how's it gonna work so to my understanding i think they're gonna have it all under one like engine they're gonna update overwatch to be the new like overwatch on the new overwatch 2 engine everybody's gonna be able to play it but supposedly the i guess the new features are things like the story mode the the hero missions and things like that. I I haven't read too much into this lately because I don't really like care like they want to add a single player version of it. Correct, because that's what they're doing for Apex. Essentially, like a campaign. Yeah, but why not just say new campaign mode for Overwatch? Why would you call it Overwatch Two and just confuse everybody? Or why not just say there's a new brand new like huge update coming to Overwatch? And it just yeah, it, it seems... really confused people when it came out. And look, and it's still in development. Hell, like Overwatch was in a really bad problem with the. Uh, all the drama going on, you hear the stupid McCree stuff. Jeff Kaplan left. He was oh my god, the McCree stuff. God. Wasn't that based off of an employee that was like sexually harassing people, and then they had to like change so all that it's shit? It's like yeah, let's change. It's like the Barbra Streisand effect. Like you're gonna change his name, but now people. Shout out Barbara. <laughs> What the fuck? Shout out Barbara. You don't know what that is? No, I've the never. The Barbara Streisand effect? The Barbara Streisand effect. It's whenever you try to like make something like when you try to bury it and by you trying to bury it, you essentially make it even more like. As someone posted a picture of her, her house online and she was mm-hmm. super uncomfortable with it. So she threatened to sue that person uh, with like millions of dollars of litigation. And there was so it much spread like there wildfire. was so much news around her trying to sue this guy based to posting a picture in her house that it is he was a no name he, like this picture wasn't going to go to anywhere. Oh, so it's like the Elon Musk guy exactly. or Elon Musk trying to take down the private jet dude on Twitter. I guess so that's why yeah. he's trying to buy Twitter. Exactly. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> almost. <laughs> almost. Yeah. So the fact that she tried so hard to get it hushed up, everyone it spread like wildfire. that was the story and now yeah, everyone yeah. knew she, that yeah, was her house. Knew well that was to her be house. fair the shit that blizzard and activision have gone through since 2015 this is some bad stuff yeah there's some like super bad stuff so i don't blame them for trying to wipe all that shit off and get a clean slate it does sound like that the work the work culture over there has gotten better but just from like the the friends that i have in the industry it kind of seems like that was kind of everywhere yeah, like bro uh, yeah, culture. I would say yeah. so. So I think that now that the industry is significantly more aware of it, 
Electronic Arts does a fantastic job of being like really inclusive in and everything. But why aren't game developers unionized? It's a good question. Why? We certainly like, could be. You guys should be. Yeah, we definitely could be because our, our labor be. is not easy to come by. It's not like you can just pick it someone is, up. It is unfortunate you hear about that a lot. And we I feel like we've touched on this before, but it's like, yeah, you always hear about these companies that they're setting these incredibly like crazy deadlines and people end up having to work like double shifts and, you know, like all these crazy things. People get extremely burnt out. And it's like, but that doesn't excuse it. You know, like it's nope. just it's I think um, that the industry is going on an up trajectory right now, though, just based off of. I think the whole COVID pandemic, how people just kind of realize. Well, so here's the thing. what you were saying. Like, you know, a lot of people have been. Yeah, I don't, we don't need to go to the office things. anymore, man. That's so, true. Okay, so let me ask you this. Now you've been at the office back a couple of weeks now. Do you think the efficiency has soared, like, oh, yeah. remarkably oh, so? Oh, yeah. yeah. So, 100%. So wouldn't, wouldn't it be just better to be in the office full time then, though? So the only reason, well, I can't really speak as to why, but the only reason why I have to, I have to word this carefully because I'm under NDA. Okay. So. My particular work required to be in the office sometimes. Okay. And now that I've been in the office sometimes, that work has now been completed. So okay. now I can be Other working home again. Essential work tasks you can do from home. There are essential work tasks that require me to be in the office. Okay. That's, that's not all the go, time. Oh, okay. okay. So I'll, I'll be honest, man. When I was work from home for like the past two years, I could not wait to get back to the office. Yeah. But now that I'm there, the vast majority of the team does not go. Yeah. So it's, it's not why why am I going to go? Yeah. Even though right. the, so 70% of the office is supposed to be back to some capacity. 50% right now for us. Yeah. So like you just go in. Yeah. Like Robert could go there if he wanted to. Fine. But no one nobody likes to. Yeah, no one's going. So I like for me I, I, I'm glad I, we got that work done. It definitely expedited the process, but all of my tasks now I can complete from home. Gotcha. So I'm not going to go there. Why would I go there? It's, it's gas money. Yeah. I don't get to spend as much time with, uh, like Robert, the pups, Cindy. And plus like if, an empty building, it's, it, it's literally yeah. an empty building and I'm just sitting there doing exactly what I would be doing here. So as to why, at least my take as to why game people have not unionized, you have to realize that games is still such a, it's it's still in its, in its infancy as like a, a market, right? Because you have Amazon workers that are unionizing right now in the warehouse. I, yeah, I mean, Starbucks. So, I mean, well, I mean, so this is, that is a result. Of and like if anything, a, like not to, not to say anything, we got in this whole conversation about unionizing and stuff, but you know, there's definitely, if baristas it. at Starbucks can unionize, why can't these developers that make literally that work on and essentially push forward these multi-million billion dollar projects? 100%. Unionize. That's, I agree that's just you. crazy to me. No company wants their workers to unionize. Oh, no. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I know Number that. two, we are, we are right now in a movement of worker empowerment where people are understanding as a consumer, as a worker, if we band together, we can ask for concessions that will need to be met depending on how hard we can organize, right? Whether it be a bunch of players or a community of players that want to are very vocal about Blizzard, about the changes they want in the next expansion. And now we have confirmation that the community was heard because of the amount of uproar and certain things are being implemented. Or with Amazon, where you have very driven individuals who are essentially spearheading that movement. So when you, how do I say this without coming across as offensive? Say it. Number one, games is a product of passion. A lot of the people who get into their jobs 
you have to work very fucking hard to get that first job. You're in the industry. You've broken up. You've broken in. And it's a very tight. I've always heard that it's a tight knit community. I know. I, I've always heard. I've always heard that it's a very small space, right? So here's the thing. The fact that everyone gets to know each other, it's a very well-connected industry. This is all an inside joke, by the way. I know, of. I know, sorry. You continue, no, no, no. Um, so who, the guy who is spearheading the workers' movement right now in Amazon, he's put an X on his head. Yeah, and yeah. Amazon can't do anything because they got picked up by major media and they don't want to get sued into the ground because uh, it's obviously not a good look when you have someone fighting for worker concessions, bringing up things that Amazon's doing that's fucked up. And if Amazon wants to sue them or do anything about it, like, well, now there's eyes on it. But anyone who would try to get a, a union set up in the industry is essentially putting their name on a blacklist. And when it's already as difficult as it is to break into the industry, and these are projects and a media that people are so passionate about, you, granted, unionization would, I think, net benefit workers and even employers to a degree. But to be that guy to spearhead it, you would have to be willing to put your career on the line. I have a question for you, Vega. What's up? What is Go the for reason it. for people going into a union? Workers' rights. I mean, to have to to be able to have a governing body that can negotiate on both sides, like what are whether it be working conditions, whether it be you know specific policies. That way, you can know like if certain things aren't going the way of in the workers' sense. I guess and I don't own a business, so I can't say it from their end. But if something doesn't get changed, then you have a union that can all collectively be like well, fuck you, like, we're going to walk, we're going to work for what's right for us and then go from there. It's the same thing when you have, like, these bargaining communities with or, or agreements in, in, in major sports, league sports, yeah, you yeah. know? But It's like a checks and balances thing. The union yeah. says, hey, December, no employee can work more than, I don't know, 70 hours of overtime. Do, do you need a union for every single, like, working industry out there? Absolutely not. But, I mean, I think if you have things like these where these projects are really worth millions, billions of dollars to some of these companies like and you have mm -hmm. these people that work on it and i feel like there should be union rights for them but so, i'm sorry i mean i, don't, I didn't want to get on a tangent because i think uh, it's a good tangent though because i do think we all we're all aware of how awful the working conditions were i especially have gone through it firsthand uh my first two years at ea it was awful i was horribly depressed i was living significantly further away than from you guys so it wasn't easy for me to just go out I would be at the office for probably close to like 70 hours during the week. And like, you're just sitting there looking at a computer screen, look, looking at code, looking at all this shit, you know, checking economy, whatever. And for me, I also had to leave my uh, like Mac at home by himself for yeah. that long all the time. Yeah. Right. So granted, I know some folks will be like, well, okay, well that's a pet. Fuck you. Um, but agreed. Now that the pandemic has happened, I think that, all of this shit, like Robert's not going to have to deal with that. Yeah, a lot of that pressure has been taken out of the equation. Because we we have proved that we do not need to be in the office. We can still remain very profitable working from home. And I think that relieves a significant amount of pressure for the need to be work for perform in the industry. For me personally, especially because like I've, I've taken on a different role, my work-life balance is fantastic now. Oh, yeah. I can still I mean get my work done, but... I still think that unions are a good practice, but I just think that the need for them right now because of the pandemic has been so positive for workers. I personally, from, from my perspective, I don't think it's completely necessary 
for like the game industry. Mm-hmm. That's just like a very personal take, though. Because work, oh, yeah. work from home has alleviated a lot of the a pain. A lot of the pain, dude. Because when, when you have professionals that are like 30, 40, 50, you have a family at home, you're working in the office 80, 90 hours a week because the game's going to be out in a month, and you're not seeing your family, you're not working out, you're not eating, you're just fucking eating, sleeping, and shitting. The game but I'm just saying, on. I have no doubt in my mind that it's like, okay, you're cushy, comfy, cozy, and then big deadline comes up because big wig says game needs to come out earlier. It needs to have this new thing in there. Now all of a sudden you're having to go into the office. All these different things change. Like that just kind of sucks because then it's like, what do you do at that point? Like so you can sit there and complain, but you can't really do anything about from, it. You know, I can only speak with what limited information I have and experience I have, but like, you know, I think that EA does a really good job of like providing certain concessions. If that's the case, if anyone has to work overtime, then like certain things are like there's. Uh, I guess we'll just have to see as time goes on for sure. I mean, it's I don't still, think it's a bad thing. It's still two years out from you know the inception of the pandemic. It. Oh no, <laughs> I don't want my next on my head. <laughs> He's like, I want another job. If, I if want movies, to movies, EA. movies has a union, you know, media has unions. I, I'm sure that games will follow suit, but like movies have been around for like I was just a, surprised that there years. isn't like. I'm sure there maybe probably is somewhere out there, but mm-hmm. I'm just surprised it's not more popular. But I mean, okay, we only have like 10, 15 minutes left. And uh, we kind of like run and we so, were we were kind of like talking about the perspective. Of Overwatch like, too. This is where it kind of came uh, from. Yeah, I guess. Well, well let's we could talk about like new Blizzard. the future, like yeah, going the future, what's going on now. I thought uh, the new expansion looked fun. I'm okay. So I'm a huge WoW fan. Huge, 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 huge WoW. I've been playing since vanilla. Um, I've played all the expansions, you know, dragons. Some, some more than other. I yeah, I enjoy all the, the the dragon characters that they have, like the dragon aspects. Um, the last really big dragon one that we had was Cataclysm. Maybe Cataclysm. Yeah, I'm trying to think because you had like the dragon soul, you had Deathwing, and all these different things. Um, I know it's probably something like gibberish if you don't know the lore about WoW, but I love the lore of WoW. You know, that's the Warcraft like universe. I, the last couple of years have been a little weird with the storylines that they've had, specifically with like. This past one, I know Shadowlands has been pretty odd, um, but we'll see. This is this is exciting. Um, it's always cool when a new expansion comes out for for WoW because it's always like a fresh a coat of, of hype, paint. Yeah, you know, people always get excited about. It. You have all your friends that you used to play with coming back, playing, leveling. All, once you get to the max level, then you can kind of figure out like, do I want to keep playing it? Do I not? You know, mm-hmm. like you can you can definitely play the game a lot more casually nowadays than you can before. Um, so I have seen a lot of positive things happen within WoW the last couple of months. So maybe I'm hoping that this bodes well, um, but skill trees are coming back, right? Huh? Skill trees are coming talent back. Trees are coming or back, which trees. is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I really thought that it was that big of a deal personally. Um, that's probably I know that's kind of a divisive so subject sometimes. I, I was, in a while, but I was reading a Reddit post on on the forums, and it's it sounded like from that perspective, they were getting everything that they asked for, but they're still pissed. In what? When? What? Were specifically for so, Dragonflight? For for the new uh, for expansion. the new expansion that's coming out. Like uh, apparently, it's it's a, one of those things where it's just it's just not good enough. I people are you're always going to have of course the, the the people who are upset the most vocal. Um, you know, there's the game is still going to sell a fuck ton of copies. There's oh, still yeah. going to be a ton of resubscribers. What's the current uh, subscription? That for, I don't know. for I can, retail. I can look up. I don't know if it'll be accurate. Is it, is it over ten million still? I don't know. Let's I'm see. pretty sure it's still the most subscribed MMO. Oh, that's that without a doubt. Yes, Current active 100%. um subs to wow. Retail wow. It's still but anyways, a very it's, viable product. Yeah, it's still gonna make a ton of money. Um the way I think about it is that people are always gonna be upset whenever you make change. When the Cataclysm yeah. came, they changed a lot of the game in terms of like the world. They changed the scout the skill, the talent tree, so it was no longer a tree, it was kind of like just your three talents you would I select. I love talent into. trees. Um 
I don't really feel like there's much of a difference because, like, I, I guess more people want the ability to put three points in the one thing rather than clicking one thing and then having whatever the passive or the amount or the move or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It kind of made it more streamlined, but I guess they want them to have those more the custom deeper customization correct and i'm sure that they have a lot of data with um more personalization more more kind of options to build off of i was gonna say well yeah main maxing is always a big thing i'm sure they have a lot of data with how thing how well received things are in classic Mm -hmm. so like seeing that those old those older systems how people if they still like them or not i don't know if that will come you know into play with it but we'll see i mean like i said every time a new expansion comes out it's a huge thing for 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 blizzard that's kind of their bread and butter Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have their other big things like like Overwatch, but that's kind of on a back burner right now. You have do Diablo you, Four originally supposed to come out soon. Uh, you do you do you know what things they're targeting for this new WoW expansion? In terms of what exactly? So, like in Shadowlands, they were specifically looking at the um, like the level creep, and they had wanted to squash all that, so they want oh, to bring see. everyone within range. So. Are there big community asks that they're looking to address with this new thing? One of the big community asks that they did address in the announcement was the fact that there's a lot of conversation around the fact that every expansion gives you this aspect of borrowed power where like with Battle for Azeroth, it was the Azerite system. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was the the weapon that you got. So the fact that you spend money and you build, you spend all this time building out all these systems and the fact that when new content drops, it all automatically becomes irrelevant. And so like truncated everything that you work for? It's 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 borrowed power. It's the fact that it, all the expansions content, it doesn't build off of itself. It, uh, the, the previous content becomes irrelevant. Tough to do, though. There was kind of like a power creep because before like it used to be Horde versus Alliance and you would have your oh, own. Oh yeah, that's like of, not a thing now, right? Yeah, kind no, of a bat- Battle of Azeroth tried to kind of retouch on that, but like it didn't, it, in the end, it didn't at all. Um, yeah. And like, you know, you kind of had the two sides fighting. You would have these like, penultimate kind of people that would come that you would have to kind of band together to fight. Yeah, it wasn't like factions, like one of the, another big draw of a world of Warcraft. Yeah. So a lot of people were feeling like as the time goes on, it starts to matter less. But and now less. that's an issue because you know, there are statistics that say that like 80% of people play hordes. So like if you play Alliance, this, the game's essentially broken because yeah. unless you're playing in like the upper 1% or you're playing on that one Alliance server, <sighs> you're, it's a completely different game experience. Can I have a short side story Absolutely. that's completely related to that. Yeah, Absolutely. go for it. So Star Wars galaxies, this was after new game enhancements and this was, so WoW killed Star Wars Galaxies. And I remember I was watching a retrospective or uh, a postmortem on GDC. The two original heads of uh, um, SOE at the time that were, so Sony Online Entertainment, they had Star Wars Galaxies and they had like this really, really weird, unique game. They basically made something that was way too big and they didn't know how to design it. It was pretty much just like, if you go back to 1985 and be like, design a MOBA. And it's like, what is that, right? So they, they had no idea what they were making, but it just ended up becoming this most masterfully pieced pile of trash. It's mm. like Melee. They did not design <laughs> the game the way it's played right now. Yeah. Right? So when they were trying to figure out like how to keep the game alive, this was also when WoW came out and WoW introduced all of the classes, all of their progression systems. And essentially what Galaxies did was, hey, let's just try to mimic that. And obviously it pretty much churned out, I think like 60% of the user base, but that's when I started playing the game. And I remember a point where for, for the most part, I played that game for probably like two and a half years. I, I remember that for the most part, it was like 50, 50 of like rebel and Imperial. Mm-hmm. Right. But there was this one bug or not. I don't even think it was a bug. I think it was just like a, a hole in the economy and economy leak 
where there was this big battle, which is the Battle of Restus, and it was taking place on this map that was pretty much like a more swampy Naboo. Mm-hmm. And it was like this whole world event where uh, pretty much it was live authored by the designers and the developers. So this entire battle was happening. They would spawn in ATATs, ATSCs, X-Wings would be flying in. It was actually a lot of fun. But the whole point of this was to see who can take over control of the city. And it was as soon as you enter that area, your combat flag got uh, turned on. So throughout the majority of the game, you can pretty much just say like, I'm with the Imperials, but I'm not an active fighter right now. Mm -hmm. So I'm neutral. But I still had more faction points in the Imperials or the Rebels. But as soon as you ran into Restus, your flag immediately got turned on. Anyone could attack you Mm -hmm. because if you're on the opposite side. But the the, the shitty thing that happened was that when you can, when, uh, a, a faction took control of the majority of the city, specific quests would launch. And there was this bug where there was a, a tower associated when it's pretty much like, hey, go in, and destroy, go in and destroy the Imperial Tower, right? And it was like a comms link. And when you destroyed it, you would stay there, destroy it again, and you would keep doing it, and the XP would get bundled. Oh. So whichever uh whichever faction was controlling the city had that bug so you could get a level one to level 90 character within like six days when it should take like a month wow so guess what happened when the rebels had the the faction or the the control of the city every single person reset their alignment and went over to rebels oh and so this it it was i think it was more extreme than 80 20 it was probably like Five to ninety-five, and then it never it probably never went back. And then that was like the nail in the coffin for that yeah. game because it it had so much potential to be a lot of fun, but because this one random thing that they just so happened to miss. That's crazy. Yeah, well, yeah, because I, I remember doing the the bug too because I was always imperial, but I was like, damn, you know, I've had my medic for like a long time and he's level fifty-four. Mm-hmm. I got him up to end game within like three days of doing this bug, and it sucked honestly, but I, it just reminded me of. Another way that WoW killed, or it, it didn't, not another way that WoW killed it, but just something that was tangential to me experiencing a giant faction shift. But like with Star Wars, that's like a huge thing of the lore mm-hmm. and like the story. So, so, I mean, you have things like in, in the game now, they've kind of revamped PvP over the years. Um, now there's something called War Mode. Where like if you're is that just, what we played capture the flag and you're probably thinking of like um, battlegrounds or like arenas. oh no 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 we play battlegrounds yeah but a war mode is basically if you're on a if you're on a PvP server and you're in the world before like if an alliance person came up to you they could just fight you if you oh, were, so they, I thought they had dedicated worlds that you couldn't leave that you have realms right and you have these realms are these different servers so different servers they'd be RP they'd be PvP they'd be RP PvP some would be normal so there's no PvP at all. Yeah, we got the we got the pooch on. The, well, Kaiba has something to say. We'll we'll get to him in a second. I got you, Kaiba. Your turn's coming up. Um, but they they actually changed it so they had something called war mode. So if even if you were in a PvP or a non PvP world, if you had your warm, it was basically turning your flag on. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, had yeah. Flag on, and they had it everywhere. So you could be like questing somewhere, and you would turn it off, and you would basically get phased out and phased into only like people who didn't have it on. And mm-hmm. if you did have it on, you would have like a small boost like experience, um, and like quest experience and stuff like that. Um. So that's that was something that's that's there that they've used to like kind of combat it. Um, I know like now I think you can do cross faction. Um, that just things. seems kind of weird. I I think the game has changed so much significantly so that you can't just have a split player base like you do. That sounds like there's just like a big difference between classic and retail now too. In terms of what? What do you mean? So you're telling me that like faction doesn't matter. 
too much in in retail, right? Correct. And like Battle for Azeroth is what kind of tried to get that back. And well, that in terms of story wise, yes. But oh. I mean, overall, so not the, like actual gameplay or mechanics. It's yeah. I mean, like in PvP, the game has always been that way. Like if you're a horde and you're an alliance and you see each other and you could just fight each other. But like story wise, the game has always kind of been more than lately. Like you all come together to defeat the big bad at the end, who's yeah. on the cover of the game, you know, of the expansion, you know, whether it be the Lich King or Deathwing or whatever. And like that's kind of where like um the storyline is went. Battle for Azeroth tried to kind of make it like seem like, oh yeah, what's gonna go back to the original like Lahore versus Alliance and you're like, oh, and they're kinda like battling each other, but then like in the end it's like Nazoth, who's like a god, ends up and it's like, oh, it's the same thing all over again. Right. Okay. So I don't know what the story for this one's gonna be. Um I do I, know- I would still probably check it out. Are they raising the level cap? Yeah, so they are yeah, raising it back up. Oh my There's going to be a new, really? a new race slash class. It's going to be like a hero class, similar like Death Knights. That's crazy. That they're, um, so they're just going to go back up to 120 again? Oh, no, no, no. They're not going back. Oh, like over, over time. time? Yeah. Maybe. Guess, we'll see. Maybe. We'll see. Um, but That's the, wild. The new class uh, slash Dragons. hero is going to be called Drakthir. So it's going to be similar to like a Worgen, which is basically kind of like a humanoid that can turn into like a dragon looking thing. Oh, that's cool. Looks pretty cool. Um, it's the first time we've had like a, humor, a hero class since Death Knights and then. Pandas? demon no that's a that's a class or a race oh, excuse okay. me i'm talking about a hero class oh. death knights and then what came out in legion demon hunters demon hunter yeah, yeah which basically that is you start off as a specific level and like you're pretty much kind of halfway there and you just kind of it's meant for people who have played the game before they want to alt to try something new that we don't have to start from zero mm-hmm. um so the updating dragon riding like for mounts professions are getting revamped which is nice professions do need an insane revamp that's good um talent trees I'm just kind of looking at this like overall thing, but that's pretty much it. I mean, we don't know too much about it. We just what, know. What, a, what does classic look like then? Are they just so taking every single expansion they've done and they're just releasing it? In classic? I, my understanding, they're going to, oh, you can go. I explained it to Milton yesterday because he was talking to me about it. And it's essentially, it's you're re-experiencing the, the, the release and growth of WoW, but without all the hiccups. And it's just like, they, they have all the patches planned out in specific time windows and you know it's going to happen because this content's already made and all the crazy balance and bullshit that happened has been taken out because it's already been worked on. So you're experiencing the peak streamlined release with some quality of life tied in as well of WoW from, from version one to, yes, technically we don't know how far it's going to go. So- it's essentially, it's essentially playing WoW from the beginning all over again instead of just leveling right. in whatever the latest expansion is all the way up. Mm-hmm. So are they going to take it in a potentially OSRS versus RS3? So we're talking about RuneScape. Probably. So there's there's clear, clear distinctions in how the games operate, right? But eventually OSRS is now doing their own brand new content. Mm-hmm. So is there going to be a new, a brand new expansion for only classic that would be um, crazy I, that's I, a I good idea so. i don't think so though well no that kind of defeats the whole point of classic yeah. at that point well you it could, would be cool to see that's kind the of, purpose of osrs but then you split your pay, player base even more at that point you think so absolutely because yeah. for so actually i was reading about um because right now the, the people population who, the people who play classic are the people who played wow back in the day yeah and enjoy classic or vanilla for whatever it is or people who want to experience that when you go and you add something new to something that was old and you're kind of yeah. expecting what it is, that's when you start to split your player base because you're going to still have retail, which is going this direction, but then people are going to be like, oh, well, I want to try this out. And then you're going to split your pay ba- player base even more. Where right now, I kind of feel like it's like the people who I want to pay for their sub, whether it's for classic or retail, they have the so option. you don't get both? 
You do get both with a subscription. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So if you're subscribed to WoW, you can play either classic and or retail, whatever you choose. You can play both. You can play either or. So, because I'm, I'm curious about the the splitting thing that you're talking about, because it's actually been very beneficial for RuneScape in general. So like the the, the brand new content for OSRS, like they, they released a raid recently. They released like a few new mini games that are... St- so their design philosophy is streamlined for old school. Right. So like... If I'm releasing content for old school, it is within the old school mentality of I think you're at, in a grind or die situation. I think at that point, then it would be considered on like to me, those are different games on like different engines because you're essentially making WoW back in its old form and then trying to basically recreate what it was before, and then you have the new thing that it's still continually going on. Where yeah. it's like RuneScape was RuneScape three was like something that was brand new, brand new combat, brand new Every, design philosophy. Exactly, and that with WoW, it's still essentially all the same. It's just the patches are just different, and it's older content. Just My being take here is that with Lost Ark, I learned about the the principle of building wide as opposed to tall, and I feel like RuneScape follows a lot of the same or similar, I guess, design principles. Where RuneScape's progression is very wide, right? Like you can take one skill super fucking far, but there's so much to do in runescape that is like not necessarily yeah it is built tall but it's i think runescape's honestly as just as wide as it is tall because within each skill obviously you have mastery but the thing is like no one skill i mean some of them are more wow you build one character that one character goes to max level and then you're pretty much capped at that point it's just getting gear and RuneScape, you have all those different skills that you can level to 99. So There's like, nothing really like that in WoW. From my understanding, if new content gets added to RuneScape, it's not necessarily something that I have to engage with. It's just kind of there for people who want it. Like, if I don't like RuneCrafting and they just added a new RuneCrafting minigame, it's mm-hmm. like, that doesn't affect me. Like, that doesn't affect my experience. I don't engage in RuneCrafting. And if the community agreed on doing it, then obviously the people who do engage in RuneCrafting or care enough said yes. Does Classic have uh, a voting system similar to RuneScape? Or are they- they just say this there's, is or is it just like the developers there's this community it's they're there's pretty like, much just using whatever came out in the past what they'll do is they'll maybe adjust some things if there are things that are bugged or broken like for example i know that there was some big thing they worked on botters throughout like all of wow not just retail but also classic that was never a thing back then obviously so like they'll do some things like that but in general for the most part it's pretty much all like recreating what a, the so yeah there's no end in sight then for classic no. right. so in terms so, of redoing so what they're doing now is that they're having like the they have one. season of mastery so what that is it's basically like a, a yearly rotation where they basically do server resets um and then they'll release to each piece of content uh in phases kind of similar to how they do it so you're always having that fresh expansion or that fresh feeling of playing classic because currently right now it's like if you get to cla- sure okay let's make classic we make classic people get to level 60 and it's like well where do you go from now because the game you're just going to keep it at classic like it's going to be there forever Retail is going to get an expansion, obviously, eventually. So that's why they continue to right, do so that. So logically, Cataclysm would be next after Wrath, right? Correct. Yeah. But at that point, we don't know what they're going to do. Maybe they'll splinter it even more so you can choose specific timelines. So it's like... Because the, okay, the, yeah. there is a classic server that does not have Burning Crusade, right? Correct. Yeah. And so there, there is a... Oh, not mistaken. God, that sounds yeah. fat and sweaty. There's a version of classic that they didn't want the addition of Burning Crusade and all the quality of life that came with that. They wanted it to stay. And I think that is what the season of mastery is. I'll yeah. have to re-download the client to double check it because I never really played classic besides when Burning or Burning Crusade, when Vanilla came out classic. Um, but I mean, I'm definitely going to be interested in Wrath of the Lich King. That was my favorite expansion Woo! growing up. Um, that's also coming out because we mentioned that along with Dragonflight. Yes. Um, yeah, I was just curious because like they, they specifically 
So there's like a checks and balance for old school in order for any new content. I already talked about this before. It's like a 75% majority or 70% has to approve the content before the devs will release yeah. it. It's yeah. not like the devs are just like, look, we know what's best and here's what you guys are getting. I think that with a, with a smaller team and smaller studio, having that kind of transparency and communication is a lot, the, the bridge to get there is a lot easier yeah. than like how disconnected uh, the people who are working on World of Warcraft feel from like the user base. It feels like they're they're trying to acknowledge that and work on that and make that, you know, acknowledge the community and what they want and, and actually develop what they want. But uh, I think that there's more barriers to entry with a game the size of World of Warcraft and how um, corporate the production of that game is as opposed to old score RuneScape that can build off its community's wants. If the community just wants it to stay the same, they, that, that, that's what they say, that's what they'll get. But if the community says, hey, give us new stuff, all right, let's do that. Yeah, like they've never been able to agree on a new skill. The closest one that I ever got in old school was sailing, which I think would actually be pretty, pretty sick. That'd be, pretty, be a pirate, bro. Yeah, but it, I, I would just it, play sea shanty the entire time. I think yeah, it got to sixty-eight percent, but it never passed. Damn. What do you need? 70? 70. 70 or seventy-five, something like that. But yeah, I don't know. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for Wrath of the Lich. I would like to out. check it out. Are we excited? I'm excited for, for Blizzard. Dragonflight. We'll so, see. I want to check out Overwatch too. I don't know what it is. The last, the last big thing, obviously, that we already talked about on the stream uh, or podcast was that they got bought by Microsoft. So yes. yeah, they were acquired. That was Blizzard and they haven't decided on Bobby if he's staying or not. Yes. Blizzard Activision. Yeah, they haven't decided. If that I'll be excited staying. when more like Blizzard games come to like, Xbox or the yeah. Game Pass. And, I mean, obviously we've Bring touched Diablo on it, to but like Pass, all the sexual harassment, you don't have a phone and all that. Like, stop it, stop it. You guys don't have phones. We're just, just, we're just talking about the games. We're just talking about the games. We don't talk yeah. about. The yeah, no, we wanted to focus more on, on like their games mm -hmm. and like how they con rather than more their controversies. Although that is obviously a big part of it. We wanted to give we're you hoping, guys better hoping context. That's kind of like yeah, hoping that's just something in the past. For just them don't call up a ten year old on Grinder or whatever and wear. Blizzard shirt and you answer the door. That was Sony. That was I know. I know. I'm saying you don't do that. Yeah. Don't no, wear. For sure, don't don't wear do that. Um, Fuck but that yeah. guy. That would that would spell doom for them. Blizzard has its influence on the gaming space for a reason. You know these games that people talk about. It's not for no. It's not for nothing, right? Like World of Warcraft makes the money it does. It has the influence it does. It shaped the genre of MMORPGs the way it has because of the good hard work that very dedicated developers did at the time when all this was unprecedented and now it's very much precedented you have direct competitors for a lot of blizzards games and i'm very interested to see the fact that i think that riot has been um like riot kind of i mean riot's kind of come under fire too but blizzard now has is being challenged for its space and i'm I would love to see a future where Blizzard rises back to the occasion and kind of gets its quality of all the games and kind of recaptures the spirit of growth and kind of pioneering that it did back in the day. But that's what Microsoft is: clean slate. What's their, I, what's I'm their here quote for it. dedicated to making epic memories or something like that? Something I miss like that. I miss that. Blizzard. What is this? A podcast on Blizzard? <laughs> no, they have it on their sign. Their their their. Let me see. I'm looking up before we go. Do it up. That we'll end on that. Play the music in the background while I look that up. You are um, now listening to What's the Hype Radio. <laughs> DJ Vega on the keys. This sounds like the Super Mario Sunshine music. They're in the plane. I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it. Genital warts. Oh my God, I can't find it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just... I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> yeah, don't do, that. don't do that. We're not sponsored. I can't find it. I'll, I'll find it for the next one. Genital... No, okay, sorry. Yo, are we dropping under Godzilla's balls? King Kong's balls or Godzilla's balls? Where are we dropping? Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I don't think, I, canonically, they have balls. 
Well, we're about to find out. All right, guys, <laughs> as always, <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like in the CGI. They thanks don't, for watching. Thanks for listening. I'm pretty sure they don't have balls like um, in the movies. It's not rendered. Well, <laughs> Maybe under the scrotum. I'm gonna just. <laughs> I don't think he has a butthole either. Thanks. Thanks for listening, guys. King Kong scrotum. Take care. <laughs>